G'day and welcome to the Funeral Fix podcast. I'm Oliver Thompson. And I'm Yaz Trelope. The Funeral Fix podcast brings you informative, engaging and inspiring discussions about all things funeral celebrancy, including working with grief, the art of ritual and ceremony, and how, as aspiring or highly qualified funeral celebrants, we have the opportunity to make a huge impact on our communities. We believe that the work of funeral celebrants is truly special and deserves the spotlight. So whether you're a seasoned celebrant, a fresh face in the industry, or just someone curious about the beautiful world of funeral ceremonies, you're in the right place. Each episode will be a deep dive into the heart and soul of funeral celebrancy. And we're not just scratching the surface, we're peeling back the layers, exploring the artistry, the compassion, and the incredible stories that make this profession so meaningful. We're not shying away from the tough conversations either. Grief is a part of life. And as celebrants, we embrace it with empathy and grace. We'll be sharing insights on navigating those sensitive moments and creating ceremonies that truly honour and celebrate life. So whether you're a funeral industry professional, a celebrant in the making, or simply someone seeking inspiration, join us every fortnight as we dive deep into the world of funeral celebrancy. It's time to level up your understanding, get inspired and celebrate the extraordinary world of funerals with the Funeral Fix podcast. So welcome everybody to episode one, Becoming a Compassionate Celebrant, A Personal Journey. And today, Yaz and I are going to share our personal stories about becoming funeral celebrants, how and why we did it, and also why we created the Funeral Fix. We also discuss the emotional and fulfilling aspects of this work and how it has personally impacted our lives. We hope you enjoy the episode. Well, this is exciting, our first podcast. It's very exciting. This has been a little bit of a long time in the making. I remember the first time you actually brought it up and I thought that's such a great idea. It's uh, There's so much information that we really have and we love to share, as you know. And, uh, you know, maybe the webinars and the things that we do online are simply not enough. So why not just do a podcast, right? 100% Ollie. <laughs> we have been dreaming about this moment for months. And I think for us, it was really a way to connect with our audience and our students and graduates and obviously anyone interested in stepping into this field. It was a whole new way for us to connect mm. with people. And that's such a big part of what we do. And having a podcast is a whole new medium that allows us to dive a little bit deeper into some of the things that we teach in the Funeral Fix online course. Definitely. And I think even as a funeral celebrant, sometimes it can feel like a bit of a lonesome sort of job, but the community that we create online and through our podcasts and our webinars and regular catch-ups with you know our alumni and things like that, it really does help harbour that that community sort of feel. So this is just, I guess, another way of being able to connect, right? 
100%. So for those of you tuning in, thank you so much for being here and welcome to our very first episode of the Funeral Fix podcast. Ollie and I thought that the best way to start was really to give you a little bit of a personal journey on how we became funeral celebrants mm. and how we kind of got to where we are. So Ollie, do you want to start, I guess, with sharing a little bit about your story? Yeah, well, I'm actually coming up to 10 years as a marriage celebrant this year. Um, but I started out as a marriage celebrant 10 years ago, mm. which was 2014. And during the training for this course, we had someone from the industry come and talk a little bit about funerals and what it means to be a funeral celebrant in the industry. And I must admit, I was left feeling pretty uninspired mm. by that presentation even though before I got into marriage celebrancy, funerals was always on my radar. It was always something somehow that kind of inspired me or, or made me want to be part of that. I'd, I'm not really sure what it was because oddly enough, even growing up as a kid, it wasn't really as something as a family that we discussed. Mm. We didn't really discuss death, even if it was close friends or family uh, family members of ours that died. It just was sort of not spoken about. So I didn't have a lot of experience um, growing up. So since that training to become a marriage celebrant and hearing about the industry, it kind of did pique my interest a little bit further, even though I wasn't that inspired from that particular person or that particular company that was sharing. It made me kind of um, seek alternative ways that end of life was done. Mm. So then I started to work in the space and I started working for a company that seemed really aligned to what I wanted to do in the space, similar values as an assistant for a couple of funerals before I was actually asked to do my first funeral ceremony. And from then, pretty much I was hooked. I think so com like completing a, f a wedding ceremony for me, it always gives me a buzz, but actually walking away from a funeral, it was the most deeply, deeply rewarding feeling and experience. And just knowing that I had really contributed to somebody's healing journey in that process, it was in an incredible feeling. Yeah, I really resonate with that all. I think that there's something about this work that almost calls to you mm. and you feel like it is there's this deeper sense of purpose and being able to give back to people when they really need it. And that's definitely, I felt that calling so strongly and I continue to feel it. And my, my journey is similar to yours in, in that respect, but my background's mm. really different. I actually had a thriving career mm. in media. I was making weekly TV appearances, editing Australia's first online beauty destination, mm. writing for some of the biggest magazines in the country and I was even featured on radio segments. But despite all of that, I really felt like my career, although very fun and exciting at the time, there was a void mm. and ultimately it was lacking purpose. And it wasn't until a life-altering moment when my mum was diagnosed with cancer and very quickly into her chemotherapy treatment um, had an allergic reaction and ended up in ICU. And she was really on the brink of death at that point. And I remember the doctor speaking to us as a family, my sister and I and my dad. And mm. like you all, we never talked about death in our family. And when we brought it up with mum and dad, it was almost like, oh, nothing's ever going to happen to us. And it was always from the best intentions. But when it 
was faced with the reality of that, we were all so drastically unprepared. And I remember thinking that the way that funerals were honored and life was honored and what was available just didn't feel aligned with how I wanted to honor my mom if she passed Mm. away. And thankfully that wasn't her time and she didn't pass away, but that experience was a huge catalyst for me to really start exploring this idea of honoring life and death in a more modern, deeply meaningful way. Mm. So from there, I just embarked on a deep dive into learning everything I could about funerals and the art of ceremony, the delicate process of saying goodbye, because it is so delicate and so personal for each and every family that we Mm. help. And from there, I started Rite of Passage Funerals, and uh, that's up here on the Gold Coast. So that's a heart-centered funeral planning business, Mm -hmm. as you know, all. And that is aimed at providing families with a really unique and personal experience. Well, actually, that's how Yaz and I got connected, for those that don't know. Yaz was a funeral planner for a couple of funerals down here in Sydney and needed a celebrant. So I stepped in and took over the ceremony on a couple of funerals for you and... That was where our relationship as business partners kind of began and continues to flourish from that. But I remember you came up with the idea of the funeral fix and uh, you suggested (laughs) it to me and it was during COVID and you said an online self-paced modern course, this is what, you know, we need. Let's create something that we wish we we had had when we started out. And I was like, what a great idea. And funnily enough, Uh, I had just completed a course, a really reputable course, but there was so much in there that I thought um, had more opportunity. And so I was, I was so on board and I went, yeah, this is such a great idea. And this is exactly what the industry needs. Yeah. It was just such a deep calling to create like for both of us as well. When we stepped into our role as funeral celebrants, for me, it was just my families when I was helping them in a planning role, they're like, can we've really connected with you? Can you do the ceremony for us? And I realized like with my background in media and presenting and writing, I was, I had the Mm. skills, even though I was never a marriage celebrant Mm. or hadn't done celebranting as such, I absolutely had the skills to, to really move forward with that. And so I did like you all a couple of courses and, and they provided what I needed to, but I definitely felt like there was an opportunity for something deeper and to really dive into all aspects of funeral celebrancy. So it was like a one-stop shop, for want of a better word, for people to come and really receive not just the practical information, but I think also the other side of it, which is that element of self-care and boundaries and nurturing ourselves as we step into this space of working with people with grief Mm. and grief because... It is a different type of support that's needed in terms of being able to energetically hold space for people when they're so fragile. And that is what makes this work so beautiful and deeply moving. But it's also so important for us to maintain our own ability to continue on so we can help more people. So Mm. I feel like... You know, our journeys to becoming funeral celebrants, there's so many synchronicities. And I know that for many of our students, it's the same. It's this real calling to step into this role and wanting to equip ourselves with as much learning and information as possible Mm. so that we can absolutely nail it time and time again. 
And speaking of your beautiful and generous and very kind mother, she, Tonya, has actually graduated from the funeral fix. She's in, she's attended our in-person event in Sydney a couple of years ago. Uh, so we're so thankful and grateful that she's just so part of what we do and uh, her contribution to mm. everything. And she's probably listening oh, to this. No, she's probably she our first like- listener to this particular <laughs> podcast too. So hi, <laughs> Tonya. Hi, Mum. <laughs> hi, Mum. She will definitely be our first listener. She's like our ultimate cheerleader and she really wants to step into this space and she's loved her <laughs> training so much. I feel like there's something holding her back. So, Mum, if you're listening, <laughs> you know I'm always on your back because <laughs> she I would be amazing. And I think the other really great thing about having something that's online and self-led is that you can take your time. You can literally access the course when you're sitting on the couch, when you're on the bus, on the train, wherever you might be going, you can, you've got access to that content right there in the palm of your hand, you know, through your smartphone. Mm. Um, and because it's digital, we can update it. And I know that, you know, we've added modules, we've added lectures, we've updated content that has felt like it could have been improved and enhanced ever since we launched in 2021 I think it's been three years yeah one I know it's gone so fast all and do you have any examples like we know how deeply moving and deep this work Mm. is on so many levels do you have any examples that you want to share where you have been able to really support your clients and create a memorable ceremony for them yeah, I do. This is a kind of just a small thing, but I think it had a really great impact. The family I was working with actually just last week, they'd spoken about their their person as being a really big jazz music fanatic, but they also didn't really know kind of what artists or what songs or what what era, I guess, that they kind of connected with. Um, so I said, Dave Brubeck, Take Five, which is famous for its, well, some music professional is going to tell me off, but the time count as being five beats to the bar. So it's kind of, it kind of sounds really unusual. But mm. anyway, I suggested that song. We played it in the meeting and he was like, that's spot on. So we just opened the ceremony with, we're going to take five minutes. And this song is called Take Five. It's by Dave Br- Brubeck. And Everyone in the ceremony, before I'd even said anything else apart from when I opened with a song, sort of went, ah, and it was like this beautiful moment because they, it was almost like they were getting permission to take a moment, let's take a chill. And I did some research on that particular song and learned about the counts and why they're important and why Dave Brubeck wrote it like that. Uh, But it was all about taking five minutes and taking a break. And the song goes for about five minutes. So that's how we opened. I, I know I said that's such a small thing. But I think it actually made a really big difference in that particular ceremony and just set the tone for for what it was. Oh, I love that so much. And I, I really feel, especially at the beginning of a ceremony, the power of dropping into Mm. some silence or some music or a meditation or some form of stillness, even if there's music playing, just allowing a couple of minutes for people to just be Mm. is so powerful because They've arrived, they may be stressed from parking or or getting there or just being really apprehensive about the funeral itself or dealing with their own, you know, grief, whatever it may be. As people arrive to a funeral, they're often fraught with emotion 
So giving them the space to just settle and arrive Mm. and be present is such a powerful way to kick off the ceremony. So I think that that's so beautiful and no doubt that family really appreciated not just that song but just that moment for themselves as well. And when people are walking into a space like that for the first time, especially when there's heavy emotions involved, there is so much going on. There's potentially a lot of apprehension and, and fear almost as well. What is this ceremony going to be like? How am I going to feel? Will I be comfortable? Will I be welcomed? Will I be supported? All of these sorts of things. So from the very beginning, even from the moment guests arrive, I am trying to make sure that all of those elements are in place, that they feel really like they're in a safe space. This particular Mm. ceremony I was talking about, they got served a glass of champagne on arrival. I'm not suggesting that every ceremony needs to do that, but for this particular one, it was spot on. It worked really, really well. People were mingling for about 30 minutes before we'd even started. So by Mm. the time we started, we kicked off with that piece of music and people were silent. They were so ready to get into it. They'd had their catch-ups. They'd had... A, you know, a lovely cold beverage on a hot day here in Sydney and then we're ready to really delve into the ceremonial component of the day. Oh, so beautiful. Mm. I think for me as well, like walking into this role as funeral celebrant, I've found so many benefits outside of my work, like just in my everyday life. And the biggest one for me, I think, is really being comfortable with discomfort And really Mm. learning to just be with not just other people's feelings, but my own as well, and not try to fix them, not try to overcompensate or run away from them. And as a mum, I've got two beautiful boys, (laughs) a 10-year-old and nearly 8-year-old. I found actually as my my role as a mother has grown because of my funeral celebrant Mm. work because... I'm so okay with sitting in the discomfort with them that if they're having big feelings or, you know, whatever the day is and they're young kids learning to manage their emotions, I found I'm so much more able to just sit with them in and hold space for them rather than react and try and fix. And I've found that I'm now using those skills for myself as well. So not only do my clients benefit, but I'm benefiting and my family are benefiting. My husband may or may not agree that <laughs> I was patient with him. <laughs> we'll have to get Alex on for an episode. But I definitely can feel that for myself and my family and, yes, Alex too. Uh, and just being able to really be in, in the muck is I've gotten really good at that. What about you all? Do you feel like you've had any, like, benefits for you personally from from doing this work? Yeah, well, like I said, you know, death wasn't really something that we talked about growing up and getting in the space and being at funerals and hearing people's stories, anecdotes about their people, it kind of, for me, really puts things into perspective in terms of life, life events, relationships, being in touch with people, keeping in touch with people, letting people that you appreciate know that you appreciate them and really showing gratitude in every opportunity you get. There was a situation recently at a funeral and someone had said, "Um, I don't think this person realised just how important they were to me and I wish I had have told them. And 
moments like that, right? Moments like that really uh, do hit home. And I think personally, am I telling people how much I appreciate them? Do they know how valuable they are to me and how precious their relationship is with me? So, yeah. Mm, That's Mm. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. There are undeniably so many benefits to stepping into this work when you feel ready and when you feel called. And essentially, Mm. we are going to be exploring all facets of funeral celebrancy over the next nine episodes of this season. Yeah. And so thank you, everyone, for joining us. Mm. Thank you, Ollie. Thank you. This is going to be a great a great journey, a great experience. Really looking forward to it. Me too. Thank you all for tuning in and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Funeral Fix podcast. If you're ready to embark on your funeral celebrant training, visit our website www.funeralfix.com.au for immediate access. Use code PODCAST to save $120 off the full price course. Plus, enjoy peace of mind with our 30-day money-back guarantee. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Funeral Fix acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.